What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Backup Fantasy Sports. It is Thursday, August 31st. My name is Yuen, and on today's episode, we are going to be getting into some Fantasy Premier League with a Game Week 4 preview. Game Week 3 was a little interesting. Holland missed a penalty. A lot of people transferred out some Man United assets that were high-scoring, to say the least. Lots of interesting results. 10-man Liverpool beat Newcastle at St. James's Park. So that was a good result for the Reds last weekend. But we are going to get right into a Game Week 4 preview here. Just a quick review of my Game Week 3 team here. 58 points. Holland was captain. Got returns from 7 of my 11 guys. My transfers last week, I had two frees. I did Salah to Bruno and I did Cameron Archer to Nico Jackson. I've got 1.5 in the bank now. I'm on another green arrow at 203,000 in the world. After I did the Archer to Jackson move, uh, I got a little excited about the Enciso news where he was injured. I mean, unfortunately for Enciso, he's injured. But I thought Jao Pedro would get more minutes. Uh, that was not to be the case. Robert Roberto De Zerbi came out and said that Evan Ferguson was going to be in the start in 11. That didn't necessarily mean that uh, Jao Pedro wasn't going to get the minutes, but that was to be the case. So Jao Pedro definitely on the chopping block for me this week. Uh, my risky move there was Salah to Bruno. A lot of people transferring Bruno out, but it came through for me. Uh, assist, a goal, all three bonus points despite a yellow card. Catch with Rashford. Saka got back on penalties. Brian and Buemo bank, or blanked. Uh, Phil Foden came on for about 10 minutes, got an assist. Probably should have had another, so that was even each other out. Chilwell came through with a uh, clean sheet against Luton Town. Stupid and disappointing, possibly in a future transfer situation. Gabrielle, what am I going to do with you? And Pickford, uh, if I was on wildcard this week, you would be gone. But we're going to get into that later today. Uh, just covering a couple of topics here today with uh, midfield madness, very popular debate amongst the FPL community right now, and a game week four wildcard draft. Uh, I'm not going to activate mine yet. I don't think I have that many changes to make. I'm pretty uh, comfortable with my front line and my midfield. The back line is a little bit of a disaster, but we will get into that in a little bit. Game week four here with the fixtures. It's another Friday deadline with Luton Town taking on West Ham. Uh, that's going to be 6.30 UK deadline, uh, 1.30 Eastern in the States. And then we've got a few games on Saturday here with Sheffield United Everton in a relegation battle probably already. Brentford, Bournemouth, Burnley, Spurs, Chelsea, Nottingham Forest, Man City, Fulham are the classic 3 p.m. Saturday games. Uh, trying to think. Brentford Bournemouth should be a good one there. Might keep an eye on that. Burnley Spurs as well. See if James Madison can continue his run of form. And then the nightcap on Saturday is Brighton versus Newcastle, which is going to be super interesting. We'll definitely be near a TV to watch that. Then on Sunday, we've got Crystal Palace Wolves, Liverpool versus Aston Villa. And then the big one, if you started following the Premier League in the 2000s or the late 90s, Arsenal Man United was the game to watch, and it's going to be a good one this weekend as well. Lots of players in FPL are going to be involved in this, so even if you don't like either of these two teams, I would certainly give it a watch. Moving on to the fixture ticker here for the next five game weeks. Uh, Chelsea remain at the top. Luton Town in second here, 
but uh, I don't think we should go near their assets as they uh, they are the easy fixture for most teams. Newcastle in third, Everton fourth, Crystal Palace in fifth. And the bottom five here are Arsenal, Wolves, Bournemouth, Brighton, and West Ham. So West Ham coming into some people's thoughts with Luton Town this weekend, Jared Bowen, but the long-term fixtures don't, or the medium-term fixtures don't look that great for the West Ham midfielder. Luton this weekend, but then Man City, Liverpool, Sheffield United, and Newcastle after that. So might be a little bit of an avoid there. Arsenal with the fifth toughest uh, fixture ticker schedule. This is according to Fantasy Football Scout. Man United this weekend, Everton, Tottenham, Bournemouth, and then Man City. Uh, talking about Man City, they are actually here in seventh. They've got Fulham, West Ham, Nottingham Forest, Wolves, and Arsenal. So easy hold on all Man City assets. Uh, I know a lot of people went to their defense last week. It didn't work out. Um, got some flashbacks to last year with the late clean sheet. Uh, wipeout, but I think if you persevere, it will come good eventually. Let's get into one of the main topics. Sorry to Gabriel Martinelli here as I've chopped off his head with my video, but I'm going to break it down into two price brackets here. Um, just talking about for this first slide 7.5 million to 8 million pound midfielders. I've selected five of them here. I've got Phil Foden, Diogo Jota, Luis Diaz, James Madison, and Gabriel Martinelli. Right now, Jota and Martinelli are the most expensive at 8 million, Diaz and Madison at 7.7, and Phil Foden at 7.6. None of these guys are owned in more than 20% of squads. Phil Foden, 13.9, Jota, 3.2, Luis Diaz, 13.4, Madison, 18.6, and Martinelli, 12.8. So really just to discuss about these guys The pecking order, I will be doing a whole ranking of these and the next five midfielders at the end here. But just wanted to look at the fixture ticker that's coming up. So Phil Foden has the easiest set of schedule or set of fixtures coming up here. He's in seventh with Man City for the next five. Diego Jota and Luis Diaz are ninth for Liverpool. Madison is eighth and Martinelli 16th, like I was talking about with Arsenal's fixtures. Not all that great for the medium term. Then looking at the expected goal involvement stats here, that's also from Fantasy Football Scout. Uh, Phil Foden, 1.42. Jota, 1.02. Luis Diaz, 1.61. James Madison, 2.89. And Martinelli, 0.57. So pretty disappointing numbers for the Arsenal asset. But Gabriel Jesus did return to the squad last week. He did come on for a little bit. Um, That is... If you look at Martinelli's splits, he definitely has more FPL involvement when Gabriel Jesus is on the field compared to Eddie Nketiah or Trossard. Uh, So Martinelli could be unlocked here. People may be getting off of him at exactly the wrong time, but these tough fixtures, plus the unknown, plus the lack of returns here with his 10 FPL points through the first three games, I can understand why people would want to get away from Martinelli. I wouldn't be bringing him in. I I don't think I would be holding him either, to be honest. Not, not going to sit on the fence here. I would get rid of Martinelli if I had to make a move this week to uh, James Madison with his 2.89 expected goal involvement. He's got 22 points, so he leads all of the five midfielders here. Madison's got 22. Jota's got 17. Foden and Diaz have 16, and Martinelli with 10. Uh, Foden and Madison would be the two standout picks here. 
Liverpool's rotation is a little bit scary. Luis Diaz was victim to Virgil van Dijk going off early uh, with his straight red last week. Jota was or Diaz was off after about 36 minutes or something like that. And then Jota came on late. So lots of rotation in that Liverpool front line. So those two guys, none of them nailed uh, as of yet. Uh, Diaz looks great whenever you see him on the field, but is he risk? He's not a 90-minute guy. Phil Foden had an illness. I still think he's going to be getting the starts for Man City, so I, I would not be moving off of him for sure and potentially even buying him. Moving here to the 6.5 million to the 7.4 million pound midfielders, I've got Jared Bowen, I've got Diaby, I've got Brian Mbuemo, Kairou Matoma, and Raheem Sterling. Uh, Sterling has actually gone up now from 7.1 to 7.2 in price overnight, so... Um, Going to cost you a little bit more if you want to bring him in this week. But yeah, so Bowen's 7, Diaby's 6.6, and Buemba's shot up to 6.8, Matoma's at 6.6, and Sterling's at 7.1. I think the easy sell here is Matoma. Brighton's fixtures are getting pretty tough. As you can see here on the fixture ticker, they are 19th for fixtures. But like I said, Bowen 20th. People thinking about taking a one-week punt on him. If you are committed to a Game Week 5 wildcard, don't hate it. Got Luton scoring a lot of points. They're giving up a lot of FPL points um, to their opposition. So if you're going, if you're committing hard to that game week five wildcard, certainly don't mind going with Jared Bowen this week. But for the long term, if you, I would not be picking him this week. He does have 2.20 expected goal involvement and 23 FPL points. But just not for me right now. West Ham have looked pretty good. That game against Brighton was good. The game against Chelsea was good. Uh, just with those fixtures and how many options we have in the midfield right now. Not my cup of tea. Diaby's looked electric. He's got tough fixtures again. He's in 9.2% of squads right now. 1.16 expected goal involvement. And he has 22 FPL points. Certainly an option down the line once Villa's fixtures get a little bit easier. Um... They do have some tough ones coming up. Brian Mbuemo, he's on penalties. Uh, but for some reason, I'm not really feeling Mbuemo. He's in my team. The sensible thing would to would be to hold him. I'm not sure I'm going to do the sensible thing. I've got this thing going on in my head right now where, okay, Gabriel's a fire and he's put out. A stupid man's going to be a problem soon. But the defender transfer is just such a lacking upside move that if I'm not feeling one of my midfielders and I want to bring in a Sterling, a Foden, a Madison, I feel like those guys are going to get me instant returns, high upside returns, possible double digit hauls. Whereas if I bring in a midfield or a defender for Gabrielle or a Stupinan, I'm looking at two, three, if I'm lucky, six points um, with that. So just to be determined on what my transfer is so far this week. But I'm going to get into that a little bit later as well. Uh, Matoma is a sell, and Buen was a hold. Diaby, I think, is a hold. I don't think he's a buy right now. Bowen is not a buy, but Sterling here, Chelsea with the easiest fixtures, 7.2 million. He's in 11.9% of teams, 1.46 expected goal involvement, and 23 FPL points. A lot of people have noted that a lot of that XGI came in that Luton game on Friday night. But it came out this week that Sterling talked to his coach, Pochettino, about his positioning in the first game against Liverpool. 
and that they have kind of changed up the system a tiny bit and Sterling seems a lot more involved. He looked better in that game against West Ham with some encouraging runs and then the FPL points came in buckets against Luton. So Sterling, certainly the guy on my watch list. So out of those 10 midfielders, I just want to rank them here. Uh, my first, second, and third options. Uh, first is Phil Foden, second best fixtures among the 10 guys here. He's integral to the best attack in the Premier League, if you ask me. And he keeps getting strong returns. He looked amazing in that Newcastle game. A little An illness kept him out of the starting 11 against Sheffield United. But as soon as he came on the field, City looked incredibly dangerous. Uh, they were kind of struggling to break down Sheffield United a little bit before Foden came on, and he kind of just changed the game again. Would expect him back in starting lineup this weekend. Second is Sterling. He's got the best short-term fixtures. There's no Europe. He saves 0.5, 0.4 on the alternatives above him. And is he going to be on penalties? That's to be determined. Uh, Enzo uh, missed his penalty earlier against West Ham. Sterling could be next up. Uh, he says he wants to score goals. I feel like as the leader or the veteran on that team, he gets the next shot. So that would be interesting to learn if Sterling gets on penalties. And third here is James Madison. Ticks along well. He's a good long-term pick until about game week eight, nine. He's on set pieces, and he already seems like the talisman to Tottenham. So... He has been on my watch list since game week one. Uh, I've had Foden in since game week one. So Sterling and Sterling versus Madison here. I'm saying Sterling because Chelsea have good fixtures. And the reason I'm doing that also is because of this possible rotation that you can do. If you go with Raheem Sterling this week, you can then move on to James Madison and game week nine. So Sterling for the next five game weeks, he has Nottingham Forest at home, Bournemouth on the road, Aston Villa at home, Fulham on the road and Burnley on the road. That is a lot of good matchups for Chelsea, for a aging player that only playing once a week should stay fit. And then you can flip him over to James Madison. I would expect Sterling to rise in price through that entire run as well. Um, and then Madison from game week nine, he has Tottenham or he plays with Tottenham. So he has Fulham at home, Crystal Palace on the road, which is a tougher fixture than the two on the uh fpl fdr page but then they play chelsea at home wolves on the road and aston villa at home as well tottenham seem like scoring a ton of goals this season james madison very important to that side so this is something that i'm possibly looking at with my game week four transfer bringing in sterling just keeping him for the long term and then moving on to madison if i use a wild card even if i just want to keep the wild card for later in the year uh, if things are going okay, just moving on to Madison in game week nine. Uh, in game week 14, Tottenham do have a Man City, so you'll probably want to get off of him by then. Let's get wild. A lot of people talking about the game week four wild card already. This is uh, this graphic on the left here is from Fantasypedia. Fantastic follow on Twitter. Definitely give them the click on X or whatever you want to call it these days. He has a fixture swing graphic here, so he... Um, has nominated eight teams, uh, highlighted eight teams with uh, four good teams with fixture swings, four bad teams with fixture swings. The teams to target 
uh, that he has a thread on this, or they have a thread on this, would certainly go there to get more in-depth detail there. But the teams to target from their Twitter thread, Man City, Chelsea, Spurs, Newcastle, and the teams to avoid are Arsenal, Brighton, West Ham, and Aston Villa. Talked about that a little bit with the fixture ticker, but this just makes it more clear. So that's on at Fantasypedia. Definitely go there and give that thread a follow. Here, I just kind of break them down with their... Uh, fixture ticker stats from Fantasy Football Scout, and then their expected goals as a team from fbref.com. So Chelsea come up here first overall, first for attack, first for defense. They have a 6.1 expected goal score. That's seventh in the league right now. Man City, seventh overall, sixth for attack, seventh for defense. Their 6.5 expected goals is fifth. Newcastle, third overall, third for the attack, sixth for the defense so they've and they've got 5.6 expected goals which is 10th and then spurs here eighth overall fourth for the attack 10th for defense 5.1 expected goals that's 13th in the league so certainly some data to crunch there chelsea with the best fixtures man city with the best underlying stats and pretty good fixtures newcastle there third overall third for attack Alexander Isaac, Callum Wilson, Anthony Gordon, all on the menu. Gordon, not for me, but Isaac certainly should be in our thoughts moving forward here. And Spurs, eighth overall, but fourth for attack. So James Madison, uh, Hyungman Sun, guys to keep an eye on moving forward. I put together a little bit of a draft. So the changes on the right here are from my current team. Um, so for a game week four wildcard, I have Flecken in goal. I've got Trippier, Udogi, and Chilwell at the back. In the midfield, I've kept Bruno and Phil Foden and Bakayo Saka. Still fantastic assets, if you ask me. But I have swapped out Brian Mbwemo for Madison and Marcus Rashford for Sterling. I've kept Holland. I've kept Nico Jackson. But then on the bench, I've changed... Uh, I've, in the back line, I've changed Gabriel to Trippier, Estupanan to Udogi, Kabore to Rico Henry, and Balduck to Shar. So double Newcastle defense moving forward. Other options for me that I was thinking of here were uh, I could have gone Nico Jackson to Alexander Isaac and maybe gotten in Gusto, but I'm still not sure if Reese James might return sooner than we think after the international break. Chelsea will should be careful with him but you never know. Uh, I like Newcastle's long-term fixtures. I like Spurs' long-term fixtures. Chelsea triple up. Just doubling up on City. Still not sure I'm ready to trust their defense yet. Uh, but I want to keep Man United because they have good fixtures after this Arsenal game. I want to keep Saka because he seems to at least be alternating on penalties with Martin Odegaard. Sterling, Foden, Madison. Too good to pass up. Uh, possibility here could be that's a lot of money left over in the defense here. Henry, Shard could move those guys down to uh, both 4.0s. That would free up another 1.5 in the bank. Maybe get Archer all the way up to an Alvarez, go with a 3-4-3, but then I'd be leaving one of those stud midfielders on the bench. So no thanks for me. Matt Turner is my backup goalie in this. You could go Areola if you would like. Uh, he seems to have that job on lock in London. Game week four preview for my team here. This is what I currently have lined up. Uh, just going through what the models predict. 
for my sites. FPL Review has me at 59.9 points for this week. Scout has me at 61.4. And Hub has me at 67.1. The lineup for right now is Pickford against Sheffield United. Gabriel still going out there for now. Estupanan, Chilwell at the back. Foden, Mbwemo, Saka, Rashford, and Bruno in the midfield. And Nico Jackson and Erling Holland as my captain. With Matt Turner, Jao Pedro, Kabore, and Balduck on the bench. FPL Review gave me four options to kind of consider this week. Option one, roll the transfer. Always a good call. Uh, FPL General always says it. Always look to roll your transfer if you can. Option two is a stupid end to Trippier. Not a huge fan of that. Uh, feels a little early to get on Trippier for me. Wildcard, long-term, but um, I would understand it. But for now, uh, not there yet. I would commit a lot of my budget. Uh, I got 1.5 in the bank, so I could make that move early. But do I want to play Newcastle this week? Uh, not sure, especially when they're playing each other. That just feels like a world of pain on Saturday evening. Third option here, Gabriel to Adogi. Certainly in my thoughts, really like the idea of Adogi for Spurs. Might be a little points chasing with his 12-point haul last week as my camera is freaking out here. And then option four, Gabriel to Ruben, getting on that Man City defense. Not super enamored with any of these options being spout out by FPL review. Gabriel to Adogi is probably the fire I need to put out the most. That would be the sensible transfer. But like I said, is it a lot of upside? It's definitely points chasing. Uh, so it might not be for me this week to follow the model uh, here on the FF uh, fancy football hub. They just recommend going from Gabriel to Guardiol at Man City predicted points look highly in favor of the Man City defender as Gabriel does not seem to get a game for Arsenal anymore. So I should certainly sell him. Uh, I just need to, can't tell if I need to put it on my sensible hat or my uh, aggressive hat as a manager this week, make a midfielder change. Maybe I can wait one week. Ugh. But then the hub also recommends just rolling my transfer. But that will do it for the Game Week 4 preview for Fantasy Premier League. Uh, no plugs at the top, but always you can follow me on Twitter at UNRUOut. That's where I post all of my written work for rotoballer.com. We've got the roundtable with me and Jamie. Uh, we've got weekly rankings, and Jamie puts out a betting article, and Brandon puts out some EPL DFS on Saturday morning. So definitely hit the rotoballer.com. If you would like some more written content and you can like and subscribe to this channel, uh, backup fantasy sports, I've got fantasy premier league previews coming out every week. I've got F1 fantasy content coming out every race. So if you are into either of those sports, obviously you are, if you're watching this, um, would love a subscription and, or just a like and a comment, just say what, I, what you like, what you don't like would really appreciate any feedback. But have a great game week four. Once again, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you next time.